0: There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode, we talk with Inside the U writer Chris Stock to break down the hurricanes with us after uh, very little information comes out of the Mel Tucker Press Conference. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, happy hump day, everyone. It is September 15th. We are right in the smack that middle of another game week for your Michigan State Spartans. And uh, you've decided to listen all about that. On the Locked On Spartans podcast, I am your host Matt Sheehan, and right off the bat, let's just do the housekeeping right now. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find folks get your podcast. Uh, we do this five days a week. That is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I actually, saw a lot of you downloaded uh, last week's episodes on Saturday as well. Driving up to the game, perhaps, or having the most boring Saturday of all time and just wanted to hear anyone's voice. Believe me, know how that goes. Um, yeah, on today's show, plain and simple, I, we were graciously joined by uh, Christopher Stock of InsideTheU.com. If you want someone that knows Miami football, yeah, how about a guy that's been covering the team for 19 years down in Florida? So really awesome conversation, awesome breakdown. And yeah, I, you know what, I gotta say, for, for someone that covers Miami and has, uh, has been around the Hurricanes for the better part of two decades. Not a lot of optimism necessarily come out of uh, coming out of him, but hey, you know what? That's what happens when you get schlacked by Alabama. I suppose, believe me, we've been there. Uh, we know how that feels, sounds, looks, all of the above. And then coming off of uh, another physical game in Week Two against Appalachian State, so yeah, there, there's some concerns that uh, Miami has that could be uh, of good news to to us Spartan fans, but. As we all know, hey, these guys weren't ranked top 15 in the country for for no reason. But, yeah, we'll uh, dig into all that here in a little bit. But first, let's uh, go through some quick hitting notes from Mel Tucker's media availability today. A press conference with a Tibetan monk will say more than Mel Tucker says in his press conferences. Uh, It doesn't bother me. I don't necessarily care. Uh, I don't have to write about it. I just have to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) he is a... He is a man of many secrets. Uh, He did let up one piece of information, though, and when this is the big, big uh, story breaking out of a press conference, you know that these things can get a little dry. But it's that uh, Drew Beasley and Drew Jordan are prepping to play this Saturday. They are prepping to play. Of course, they both missed last week's game against Youngstown State, undisclosed medical reasons. Um, but, yeah, that's a very uh, positive development. You know, it's certainly not a guarantee that they will play against Miami, but man, uh, we're going to need some pass rush when we go down to South Beach here, coming up in a little bit. And to have two of your key guys, Drew Beasley and Drew Jordan, getting back into the fold, that would be nice. Because, and to move further along the injury list, is uh, Tank Brown. He does not think, Mel Tucker does not think Tank Brown will be one of those edge rushers available this week, so that is a bummer. Now, as far as everything else goes, uh, Eli Collins, of course, along with Anthony Russo, uh, both left the games in walking boots. Anthony Russo also more so in crutches. Tucker was asked about both those gentlemen. On Collins, he says, quote, I don't have an update at this moment. I know he's a little sore. He'll be ready when he's ready. And quarterback Anthony Russo and his availability, quote, he will be ready when he's ready. All right. So we know our uh, our go-to quote for Mel Tucker when asked about injuries, and you know what? Gotta say, I, aren't we all ready when we're ready? That's that is very uh, just deep by by Mel Tucker. I I love that. So that's all I got for you guys from his media availability today. Also, no, I'm sorry, I missed one key point here too. No status on Jalen Hunt as well. He missed Week One. He was dressed for Week Two but did not play. But again, kind of going along with the pass rush, a nice interior lineman in Jalen Hunt to have. He'd be great to have this Saturday, no question about it. If he dressed last week, that's certainly a positive development. No, he didn't play, but they clearly did not need him to. So maybe it's the sort of thing where, all right, we're going to use you in, uh, in case of emergency. We'd break your glass, get you on the field, but not necessary for the Penguins. At least that's Kind of the tea leaves I'm reading and also somewhat hoping to because, phew, yep, I'll say it again, guys. We, we could use we can use some power and depth in the front seven against this athletic Miami team with a very, very experienced and athletic quarterback as well. All right, well, without further ado, uh, let's just pick Chris Doc's brain really quick right now. Once again, he's from inside the U, does a great job, and yeah, had a really, really uh, good detailed chat with him about what to expect from Miami this weekend. Huge, huge game coming up for the Spartans this Saturday. So, of course, we got to have a huge guest. And I'm talking about Christopher Stock of Inside the U, who has been covering the Hurricanes for 19 years. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. How on earth is your week going so far?
1: Yeah, it's going well. Uh, Early on, it's just great to kind of get started with this one. You kind of file the last game away. I feel like that's what happens. College football, I'm sure Michigan State, same thing. Youngstown State put that one beside you and kind of move forward and you know it's crazy because I I felt like this in fall camp you wait 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 for games and all of a sudden here we are week three I mean this is it just goes fast so here we are
0: no it seriously does fly right by but I mean so much has happened in the first the hurricanes so I guess we'll just start with this where's like the vibe around the, the fan base the team because on one hand yeah you got beat pretty bad by Alabama but who hasn't? It was a close game against Appalachian State. Then again, Appalachian State—not a bad team. That's a pretty good team. But then again, a blowout loss is always tough. Playing a group of five team in the final minutes still tough. So, like, what? Where? What's the vibe like around Hurricane fans?
1: There's a lot of frustration, right? Like, okay. Miami comes into it the season. You're, you know, not many people expecting you to beat Alabama, even with the new look offense, new names all across the board. But Miami's still about three touchdown underdogs, but you go down 27-0, and I don't think people were, you know, that's that's a lot to handle in the opener. You wait months some months for that. And and then against Appalachian State, nobody wants to hear that it's a good Sunbelt Conference team, right? Like Appalachian yeah. State has a lot of respect in the college football world, um, and I wasn't surprised that it was close. But, but, you know, it didn't look good. You know, Miami at some point needs to turn the corner. They got veterans. They got Derek King, 24-year-old quarterback. You know, this is year three for Manny Diaz, and people are expecting – them to turn the corner and it's falling flat so far. Two games into it, a lot of frustration, booze in the from the home crowd at, at halftime last game. And um, people want to see more. That, that's that's frankly, and and really, since I've been covering the team, it, it feels like that happens quite often. You know, my, everybody's yeah. a lot of fans just wanting Miami to, to be better than they usually are.
0: And kind of building on top of that, like, is there a player or a unit on the field that's kind of had a slow start in these first two games that you and everyone else thought would have a better start? Like, I guess who, is there a sleeping giant that Michigan state should be awaiting for on Saturday?
1: Yeah, there, th- this wasn't a Miami team that was just filled across the board. There were, there were holes across mm-hmm. the team, but you, ex- starting with answering your question, it's a passing offense. Derek King, okay. they, they have two receivers who um new to the starters, Keyshawn Smith, he's kind of off to a good start in Charleston Rambo, so they get some new guys in there. But there's two guys that are returning that just have not produced. Uh, I think D.R. King and the uh, quarterback certainly needs to be better, but wide receiver Mike Harley hasn't gotten going. Um, A few receptions, a lot of short yards. And, And then tight end Will Mallory. He's a guy, I think tight ends in general, when you have a guy that can catch passes, it kind of changes the dynamic of your offense. And I did feel like this was going to take a little bit of time um, or, or at least maybe some growing pains a little bit. Even though Will has played, he's not Brevin Jordan. I, I thought when Brevin didn't play last year that they kind of took a step back um, with their passing offense. And and the, to answer your question, it, it's Mike Harley. They're working out of the slot, and then Will Mallory at tight end. Those are the those two guys a little bit surprising that they've not been able to get it going um, in these first two games.
0: And we will be back with Chris in a hot second, but first need to talk to you, find folks about bet online. AG baby. That's right, BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever as all eyes are now on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With the new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit for all you math whizzes out there. Uh, And that's just for signing up. And, of course, you got to use a promo code. That's NFL100. NFL100, no spaces, no nothing. Just NFL100 to get your 100% welcome bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. That's at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's right, guys, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And when DeRkin is at his best, what should scare other teams about him? Like, is it his legs? Is it accuracy, decision making? Like, what when Kina's is at his best? What, what's what, what's going to keep me up this whole week? Basically, is what I'm asking.
1: It's the stuff you can plan for and then the stuff you can't with his design, with his runs. he's good at improvising. Um, He's a guy that adds that extra element with his legs. You know, you can kind of stop the running backs. Uh, Maybe you're trying to contain the passing game or going deep. Um, But with the Eric, you know, when he's at his best, he's making plays with his feet. He's rolling out. He's kind of hitting at all levels, whether it's short passes, connecting deep. He hasn't always done that at Miami since he's been at UM, but just – um you know when he's at his best it, it's spreading the ball around um to to his receivers but i think he's at his best when they get him out and roll him out um he can kind of roll to his left as a right-handed throwing quarterback not a lot of guys can do that yeah. but I, I think getting him on the move and, and kind of drag routes across the field I, I think that would better suit him than actual just straight dropbacks and and kind of trying to spread the ball around
0: it, sticking in the offensive backfield too, it's not not great news. Don Cheney uh, tears his ACL. Miami's backup running back for Spartan fans that don't know. So right now it's Cameron Harris, and you know you lose Cheney. How big of a blow is that, or is the third running back behind Cheney like really not that big of a drop off in your opinion? What, what's it looking like there?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's big news. You know, a lot of people yeah. have debated. You know, Miami comes into the year three running backs. There's there's ways you could pinpoint each one of them being a starter. Cameron Harris led the team in rushing last year. The older guy, but you mentioned Chaney. And then Jalen Knighton and, uh, diff- brings a different dynamic. Knighton, Knighton suspended for four games to start the year. Chaney goes down with a season-ending injury. And now you're down to one. Um, Cam you know, has, has always wanted this role. Uh, but it, it's a big deal because, again, Chaney's a guy that some people think could have been the starter, uh, would have emerged to be in that. And now you've got to insert two true freshmen, four-star recruits and Cody Brown and Thad Franklin as that backup running back. And Coach Diaz did mention they they do want to have a number two back. Um, but in, in the game, in last game, you know, they didn't get a snap or they didn't get a carry. So they just wrote it out with Cam. I'd be surprised if they're really in there just because we haven't seen them yet. Um, it takes a lot, you know, to learn a, a, as a running back. I think they'll just kind of go with Cam and, It's certainly a big deal, and they've not been able to get the running game going quite yet either.
0: And one more thing on the offense as well, because I think a big key to the game will be the the trenches. I mean, that goes with a lot of football games. Michigan State, one of the best things they have is their front four in the defensive line. On the flip side, Miami, I believe, returns every offensive lineman from last year. So what are your thoughts on them and how they've been playing so far this season? I mean, is that just a unit that's been clicking right off the bat or elsewise?
1: Yeah, that's a unit that's been disappointing. Um, Like you said, you bring back guys. uh, They replaced a starter. Um, They they kind of went with a second year guy, Jalen Rivers, at left guard on the team last year. Didn't have the role, but they do return their guys. And you know they've you know you kind of watch them, and you know they're not doing good enough on pass protection or when they go five versus five on, on running plays. Even against Appalachian State, they weren't getting enough push and it's a little surprising given the, the size advantage that they had over Appalachian state. So you're looking for more from them um, being better. And I think that's one of the things you look for all the time is yes, you can return guys, but how good are they? And I think mm-hmm. this this is a group that needs to be better and, and certainly give, um, you know, d r King more protection in the passing game and, and certainly open more holes in the running game. Cause when Miami is at their best offensively with what they want to do, it, it's that balance with both and, and then add in that third element with Pierre King's running ability. So they they want to be a balanced team, spread the ball around to a bunch of different guys and at different levels on the field. So offensive line needs to be better. And and certainly as you kind of face these power five conference team again, um, different level than Alabama, but certainly, uh, you know, I think there's some respect there with Michigan State with what they've been able to do these first two games. I've enjoyed watching them for sure.
0: Oh, it's the same. It's been awesome. Yeah. I'm not used to watching an offense be the, you know, more than competent the last few years. So it's been a, a delight. Uh, switching over to the defensive side of the ball, though, still sticking with the trenches, of course. Uh, Miami lost some defensive end talent to the NFL. So what's it been like replacing those guys on the edge there? Obviously, Jafari Harvey looks like he's had a pretty good start to the season. I mean, is that correct? I mean, how, how do you kind of sense it?
1: Yeah, Harvey's been a guy with with talent, athleticism, kind of waiting to see what what he's going to be. This is year three for him, so he goes six hurries against in the Alabama game, and then but but doesn't translate any of those into sacks. And then against Appalachian State, um, first or second drive, I can't yeah first drive he gets a sack, so that was a good good sign for him. So he's got yeah. good speed off the edge, um, good sized guy, a little bit lighter, but not, anything that they have along the defensive line is nothing compared to what they had last year. They don't have a first round talent. Um, even the year before, when they had Rousseau playing, they don't have that either. So, they're kind of going by this veteran group. They're ro- they're going to rotate guys in. Um, it seems like each each unit, their their top four guys on the defensive line and their second group are all getting about thirty to forty snaps, um, kind of in the same range. So, they'll they'll do that. E- even last week, you know, they rotated their ends in that second group. So, they're hoping that they can keep guys fresh. That's kind of their strategy they're going with, as opposed to last year when. Both their defensive ends played nearly every snap.
0: And I, it's probably hard to judge game one being against the semi-pro team in Alabama and then game two against the Sun Belt team. But what has been the strongest unit on the defensive side of the ball? Is there one that sticks out above the rest or are they all kind of on the same level as far as impressiveness goes?
1: Yeah. Um, kind of just looking at, you know, defensive in the secondary, they struggled against Alabama, couldn't contain the pass. Uh, linebackers have struggled. The linebackers, they just don't have the quality of players there. Um, So that'll be a struggling unit all year long. And, and I know we'll talk about, you know, it's going to be a big deal in this one if they can stop um, Walker and Sam, you know, whatever they want to do with the running game, how they're planning on doing that, especially those backside runs that Walker's been so good at, but the um, you know, the defensive line's been solid. It's been okay. Um, You're not, I I think that's where it's going to start. I, I think that they overwhelmed Appalachian state at times with its pressure and that's what they hope to do kind of moving forward all year long. And then, you know, coach Diaz did mention that he felt like that Appalachian state was adjusting by getting the ball out quicker because their pressure was coming those first few series. So I, I, I guess it's that defensive line, but, but I'd still say it's, it's a unit that's not all the way complete. And and there's still left uh, room, room for improvement still.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a theme so far is that there's a lot of room for improvement all over the board here. Some units a little more disappointing than you would hope. But on the contrary, is there a player, like a single player or a unit that has been surprising in a good way for the Hurricanes this season?
1: Uh, for the season? Well, defensively, we'll just say defensively. I know they like what they've seen from Nestor Jade Silvera, an all ACC honorable mention defensive tackle last year. He didn't start the opener, but, you know, dealing with some injuries in fall camp. Uh, played well, graded out well in the second game. He's a guy that bring, has a lot of intensity, has, has a lot of fire to him. And I always think players like that, you know, when, when kind of when he's going, he can kind of get the team going. So I think he, he's been solid. Um, again, you're looking for one of those strong seasons. He was a highly regarded recruit that they're hoping has one of those good yeah. years. Um, you know, Bubba Bolden at safety still needs to be better um, at times, but they're, they're expect, hoping that he's probably their best defensive player. And kind of offensively you know I I guess we'll we'll start with wide receiver you know kind of a surprise a little bit you know Keyshawn Smith a guy that caught two passes last year and then all fall camp and really in the spring they they felt like he was going to elevate his game and they put him in as a starter even though they had two starters back from a year ago and they decided hey we're going to go with Keyshawn and he's actually made some catches he had a 33 yarder I think last game and drew a pass interference call against Alabama with another okay. catch. So nice. he's, he's shown some ability. And and uh, so he's probably maybe a little bit more of a surprise because you don't know, right? Like once these guys right. get in there, even if you have high expectations. Um, but I would start with that. But it's interesting when you ask that because, honestly, it's been a lot of, you know, play that needs to be improved, uh, a lot of disappointing stuff that even just two games into it. And I think that's probably the biggest difference with this game, kind of how Michigan state's feeling great about, you know, feeling really good about what they've been able to do. um, Especially considering expectations coming into it compared to Miami, again, expectations and and, and results. So only two games, but they seem to be on different tracks so far.
0: And we will be back in a minute to close the show out with Chris stock of inside the U, but first need to talk to you beautiful people about the tastiest protein bar in the whole entire world. Yes. I am talking about built bar. That's right. That's right. Bilt Bar, you've heard us talk about the nine delicious flavors for weeks, months, years, however long you've been listening to this podcast. We have fallen in love with Bilt Bar, and we've been talking to you guys about it for quite some time now. Those nine flavors, let's let's do the rundown. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And every once in a while, limited time flavors. Jump on those early, because whoo boy do they sell out. And for good reason, because, well, not only do they taste great on the old taste buds, but they also taste great on your body. Check out these stats right here, guys. Most of the flavors, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Not at all, actually. That would be ridiculous to lie about that. Uh, Go to BiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15, that's one word, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And also, (laughs) oh, not done talking to you guys yet during this ad break, because we've got prize picks. Prize picks! Yeah, we'll work on that, but that's where we're going to settle on right now. Uh, Prize picks, uh, they, they, they want me to talk to you guys right now. Are you listening closely? I'm talking to you college football fanatics. If you have not heard about prize picks, well, you're going to be happy that you have heard about it because it is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. I know you will, too. They are the leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players that you might have never even heard of. And that's the beauty of college football, isn't it? Just you know, finding that one guy you like in a random sunbelt team and just riding his coattails throughout the entire season, feeling really smart about yourself. Well, back it up. Back it up with prize picks, baby. Come on. You, they offer you any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And all users at Deposit right now using promo code LOCKDOWN will receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Very simple concept. Pick two to five players, pick their over-unders, and you can wind up with 10 times your entry. It's not even going against another team, guys. You're just going against the numbers. The over-under, just throw down your over-unders on the college football team that you know and love and the players that play for them. Use this award-winning app on the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. That's my favorite part about it. Very quick, very easy. Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well, so do not hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, back to Chris. Really quick, can we get a status on the Hard Rock Stadium cat? By the way, is he going to be available Saturday? Yeah,
1: I've I not been following that along, but yeah, sure, I know okay. it's it's been viral, but yeah, it's it was a big deal. And
0: <laughs> you're you're <funny>. above that. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. It's just maybe just kind of just. Uh, yeah, but no, I'll tell you. So when I was in the press box for the game. I'd went to the restroom and I come back out and and when you're in the press box, you can hear the radio call okay. um, being played over the speakers, uh, not in the stadium, but the announcer was, an, was saying, there was a cat that, you know, he was like really going all into it. So I come back out to my seat and uh, you know, there's nobody's talking about it in the press box. It wasn't on TV. It wasn't, it, it hadn't caught everybody. I was like, what the heck was going on? But obviously it certainly caught fire with going viral, but I was expecting to see a lot more when I, actually got back to my seat, but yeah, it was, it was quite an event. It was, it was certainly interesting.
0: You've seen enough at, you know, Miami Hurricanes games. That, that probably doesn't even phase you. You know, I guess 19 years around the Miami hurricane program will, will do that to you. A, a cat falling from a high wire, please. That, that doesn't can't Can't move the needle for you. Um, really quick here before I get you out the door, I uh, just, do you have a key to the game on each, the offs, the offense and defensive side of the ball for the hurricanes? Like if they do blank, they should have no problem beat hmm. Michigan state
1: offensively yeah you know I, it's hard to say like oh if everything's clicking you know they'll be fine but you know some sort of balance you know you're not expecting yeah. 5 600 yards or anything like that anything crazy you know obviously that's going to go well for any team but sure. you know my like i said Miami's struggling on on with both you know they're they're not getting enough run, run plays um so i think if they can kind of get Cameron Harris going i i, I don't think um I think Miami still wants to get those guys involved in the passing game. I think those are kind of the key points as opposed to De Eric running free. I think D had to have a crazy running game against Alabama, um, to maybe pull that one off. But I, I just think that they gotta just find bigger plays. I know they've talked a lot about scoring in the red zone, but you know, I you're early in the season, I don't think it's a huge issue at this time. But um I, I just think kind of being able to move the ball up and down, especially with that passing offense, um, and finding some comfort and some bigger plays. And sometimes Derek so far as his completion percentages have looked good, but you're completing five yard passes and that doesn't threaten anybody. And I think Michigan state would take that, you know, especially with sure. getting beat over the top that first game a few times. So they're going to try to keep everything in front of them. I think defensively, you know, Miami really struggled against a run at times last game, last season, North Carolina ran for over 550 against them late in the year. And, it's hard to erase that from my memory because you're bringing back a lot yeah. of games. And that was a lot, that was a regular season finale. So we're not that far removed from it. Um, and, and so I think the key is slowing down Kenneth Walker there. Um, and it's like I said, those backside runs, even if you, you know, you think you got him stopped like the Youngstown state run where he goes to the right for a few yards and then reverses right. field. This is a guy that looks like he's, you know, really trying to have a huge year. Like he really is, trying to put it all together and he looks really good I I think you don't just look at the stat line it's how he's been able to get in it's not just those 75 yard runs those are fun but those 15 to 20 yard runs um I think can still be dangerous against Miami so I think it starts with slowing him down obviously you don't want Peyton to get comfortable there in the pocket and be able to throw the ball downfield I think Reed and Naylor have enough speed to make plays on Miami um but but I think if if you're talking about one key I, I definitely think it's um, somehow being able to contain Walker um, so he doesn't go off, which backs have been able to do against Miami in recent years.
0: No doubt. And really quick, before we get you completely out the door here again, thank you for your time, man. really do appreciate this. Um, and I know we're super early in the week. We are recording on a, on a Monday right now, but do you have a prediction are or you, are you in the business of making predictions, especially five days before the game actually happens?
1: Yeah, no, um, I hadn't really thought of it. And and last week, I honestly, you know, I, I went public. I, I, first off, I thought Miami was going to get blown out against Alabama. I actually thought Appalachian mm-hmm. State was going to win in a close one. So I was wrong on that, but it was closer. I think a lot of people were close. surprised. Um, um Yeah, I'm, I had 27-24. But anyways, but, you know, so Miami's going to have their hands full. I think Michigan State, like I said, with what Walker can do, with what Peyton can do with Reed and Naylor in particular, you know, I I think Mosley's still sneaky um with what he's able yeah. to do. Um, you know, but we'll we'll see. It's it's hard to judge. No, I don't have a prediction if that, if that to answer your question, but I, I yeah, do no, think no Miami's problem. got yeah. Miami's got its hands full. Um I, I think there's no question about it. But Miami has, you know, this is kind of the the what you can go back to. Miami has played better at home um in recent years. They've won six out of the last seven home games. They seem to play better at home. This Michigan State team has looked good. We don't know. um, This will be a a different opponent, um, even though Northwestern, you you know, you do respect what they've been able to do recently and last year. but uh, So we don't know exactly how Peyton's going to respond to pressure, so I think that'll be the interesting thing. And going on the road, obviously, they did against Northwestern, but might be a little bit different against Miami. So we'll see. I'd be surprised. I mean, it's it's surprising Miami has struggled as much as it has uh, offensively throwing the ball and when you have a quarterback that's been proven, you feel like at some point, you know, he's going to play to his numbers. You know, you talk about that all the time in baseball, for example. Um, yeah. I still think that, I still think they can make plays passing the ball. And, you know, like I said earlier, Michigan State kind of giving up those plays over the top to Northwestern, whether it was first game or if it's ability or whatever it might've been, I think Miami will try to do that. And, but we'll see. I think it'll be interesting for sure. I, I think it wouldn't, nothing would surprise me in this one. There's no doubt.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, speaking of no doubt, no doubt that that was an awesome time, man. Really do appreciate your time breaking down the game. Excited for this Saturday, and I'm kind of like you. I, I I couldn't even give a prediction right now. Um, it, it, anything can happen on Saturday. I got the feeling now. So, but Chris, where can the, where can the fine people find you um, on on Twitter if, if they want to agree or yell at you for for your takes? So I don't I don't see why they would yell at you. This is pretty you
1: can feel but yeah who who knows who knows maybe you know That's everyone true. has their own opinions and 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 whatnot I, i'm on twitter at inside the u and i've got a youtube channel at inside the u you can check out that too a lot of videos and then obviously on the website inside the u. um but yeah I man, uh I, I think both teams are certainly good enough to win um in this yes. one I, I think that might have been you wouldn't have really said that i don't think you would have said that coming into the season but i right. think with what we've seen <laughs> from both teams either one can win it and like I said, definitely appreciate having me on. I told you in the email that I, I have listened to the podcast during college basketball season. So, and I'm going to tune into that for sure. Uh, moving forward. But so I definitely thank you for having me on here.
0: And a huge, huge thanks to Chris stock down in Miami uh, for inside the uh, Just splashing us with knowledge, big time, getting us ready for Saturday's game. And yeah, I certainly know more about the non-conference foe and uh, hope you do too. I'm, I'm sure you do. If, if not, I, I suggest that you go back and listen to the interview and don't sleep through it this time. Uh, all right, guys. Betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, we got Austin Smith of The Only Podcast joining us for a fun little game of fill in the blank. It's very simple. You can play at home yourself. All right, go green.